Hallelujah. God is good. And all the time. Well, it's time to hear the word of God. And I am very glad I'm not preaching tonight. Somebody I learned how to preach from is the one ministering tonight. Hallelujah. Like I told you yesterday, you can easily be deceived by my title as bishop and his title as bishop and think that we look like the same. (laughs) But it's like night and day. Say night and day. Prophet Kakra was my pastor when I was in the university. Third year, he had finished. When I knew him, he had kids. When I knew him, he had a house. I only had faith. When I knew him, he had a four-wheel drive. I had nothing. My first car, when I bought it, when I bought a car, the car couldn't spark. It's true. And I told him about it. And he told me, bring the car to Kumasi. So I had to tow the car. I'm telling you a true story. Tow the car from Accra to Kumasi, about 275 kilometers. Then he directed me to a mechanic. And the mechanic, right before my eyes, sparked the car. Hallelujah. That is how far we go. Prophet is a real father, a real mentor. He's helped me in many ways. I've eaten in his house. I've driven his car, sat by him. He's coached me. He helped me win Angela, my beautiful wife of 16 years. Hallelujah. I mean, I can listen to beyond Bishop Dag, he's the only person I listen to. After Bishop Dag, he's only that's the truth. If I'm not listening to Bishop Bishop Dag, then he's the one I'm listening to. Oh yeah, podcast. <clears throat> Hallelujah. I'll introduce him better tomorrow because it's late and he wants he's eager to come to the pulpit. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm introducing to you somebody. Wait. Wait. You have to know who is coming. Wait, don't rush. This is a very anointed man of God. Very anointed prophet. He's had revelations of Jesus. His stories, when he tells them, if it wasn't that I knew him personally, I would say it's not true. Because the things you read in Ezekiel and Jeremiah and things he experiences them live and listen to me I want you to have a real thirst you know it's not a touch you need it's what a thirst you need believe God that by tomorrow evening you are not living here the same as you sit under the ministration of this heavily anointed man of God hallelujah 
Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to stand to your feet. Put your hands together for the Lord as we walk up. Bishop, Prophet, Kakra, baby, make some noise for Jesus. Put your hands together for Bishop Larry. What a blessing. What a blessing. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you, Daniel, for your kind invitation to your wonderful church here in Pedemarisbeck. And I am impressed by what I'm seeing. When Bishop Larry brought me here first, it looked like Noah's Ark incomplete. I remember whether the floor was some broken wooding. I don't know what it was. It was something. Then we went down to the basement. It was also something. I just saw some broken down place. And uh, seeing what is going on here. Truly, God is in this place. In Genesis 1-2, the Bible says the earth was without form and void. In other words, it was destroyed. But the Spirit of God moved. And when the Spirit of God moved, even a natural place was transformed into a beautiful place. We thank God for our Bishop, Bishop Larry, for the good work that has been on here to the Marysville. He came here first. forced to be here and lay the foundations of this church. God bless you so much. And of course, our Pastor Daniel who is here now and his lovely wife, Bella. Pastor Daniel is a survivor. He's hard. And we thank God so much for his life and for the great work. And I want you to know that he's a good pastor. Yes. One of the best pastors you can ever get is Pastor Daniel. Yes. Not some funny pastor. <laughs> like some pastor I saw today. But this is a genuine one. I want to thank his wife, Lady Pastor Della, as well. No. The wife of the pastors, she herself, she's a pastor. And uh, I met Pastor Daniel's sister. And she said to me, My brother has a very, very, very good wife. I said, If your sister in law can pass such a comment, then you are a good person. You must be a good person. Four marks. We thank God for her ministry, what is going on here. And uh, we are blessed to be in this great house, the UD, United Denominations, with our father, Bishop Dakiwad Mills. Great man of God. Very, very unique, very unusual. Yes, there are not many people like that in the world. Very unique man who loves God, who is all out for Jesus. 
and for his vision. I mean, it's his vision that has brought us to um, Peter Marisbeck. Great vision. We thank God for that. Also, I want to salute all the pastors. Put your hands together for all the pastors. All the pastors. For their good work. God bless you, the shepherds. God bless you. God bless you. The members. God bless you. Your giving. Your tithing. Your prayers. Your presence. Working for the Lord. It's all a good thing. So we thank God for all of you and for the great work that's going on. Without you, it would not have been possible. Do you know that? I came with Pastor Michael all the way from Ghana. Tonight is going to be a short night, but it's going to be powerful. A mosquito can bite you all night. Nothing will happen. But a truck can hit you for only one second. It's permanent damage. That's what's going to happen tonight. This morning, the Holy Ghost came to my room. Yes. You know, one thing I realized is that there, there seem to be physical locations that when you get there, the heavens open. Yeah. In Jeremiah 18 verse 2, God said to Jeremiah, go down to the potter's house and there you will hear my voice. In other words, in his own house, the heavens were not open there. He has to move from his house to the potter's house. And at the potter's house, God had opened a window in heaven at that place. So, when, when the Holy Ghost visited me this morning in a very powerful way, like Jacob, I said, these are the gates of heaven. So, I realized that there is where I was, or in Peter Marisbeck, there seemed to be an, a, a door or a gate that opened in the heaven. And he spoke to me powerfully this morning about many things. But one of the things he said to me, he said, I will be here today. Put your hands together for the Holy Spirit. He's here. Not only the Holy Spirit is here, angels are here. You see, the Holy Ghost is the ghost of Jesus. A ghost is a spirit without a body. So the Holy Ghost is the ghost of Jesus. So he's Jesus without a body. After he had spoken these words unto them, he was received up to heaven. That is Jesus. And he sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. 1 Corinthians 3.17 says, the Lord is that spirit. The Lord Jesus that we are talking about, he is that spirit. The only difference is that he is a spirit without a body. So tonight, Jesus is here. You are living here with a clear miracle. Do you believe in miracles? You are living here with breakthroughs. 
healings anointing wisdom power money a beloved Recently, I was in London, and I was preaching in London. The Holy Ghost said to me, go to room number seven. There is a woman there believing God for a child. Ask her to stand up. So I went to room number seven. I said, who is the one looking for the child? The woman got up. said, I'm the one. I said, come. We came to the front. When we came to the front, I had a vision. In the vision, I saw this huge bed fighting this woman so I prayed for the woman and I said the Holy Ghost says I should tell you you have been expecting a child for many years you are about to have one then I left three days ago the woman wrote to me she said to me immediately after that prophecy you gave to me she said the next month I became pregnant. But she said to me, prophet, the unusual thing about this prophecy is that I don't menstruate. For years, since I was a young lady, the thing called menstruation, I don't do so. But she said to me, and I had been believing God for a miracle for eight years. I've been married. I don't have even one child. But I said, that day, when you said that thing, the following month, I was pregnant. He said, I went to the doctor, and the doctor told me, you are pregnant. But she said, the amazing thing about the pregnancy was that before you came, I'd been to the hospital. To do tests, everything they said, I don't have any baby, I, I come I have I have so many problems, I can't give birth, blah blah. But she said, When I went to the hospital, the doctor said, The baby that is in your womb is three months old. And she said to me, the Holy Ghost said to me, God spoke to me and told me, I didn't want you to have morning sickness and all those things because of all your problems. So I cut off three months in your pregnancy. Slept with only six months. So she said to me, I am a normal person moving around. Because I have a three-month head start. After tonight, may you have a three-year head start. May God fast forward your life three years ahead of time. It tells you that we serve an awesome God. Recently, I was preaching somewhere. There was a man in the church. Another man had been sent to come and kill him. So he was tailing him. And so, because he came to the church, he also came to the church. And I ministered, I preached everything. And after, the assassin came and confessed. He said, I was supposed to kill this man. But now, because of this meeting, 
I become born again. I give my life to Jesus. I have to. I won't kill the man again. It tells you that. Even coming to church alone, sometimes something is following you. The thing that is following you may not be a human being. It could even be an evil spirit. Beginning of this year, we had a program in our church. And I remember as I was praying and whatever, I saw a tall man. The man's head reaches the ceiling. Tall. A certain man entered the church and he entered the church with him. Then I had a vision. In the vision, I saw the man in town. And I saw this tall man following him. And then the tall man touched the man. And he touched his heart or something and transmitted something to him. So I said, there is a man here. Not a dream. Physically. You saw this tall man three days ago. Pastor Michael was there. I said, three days ago. You met him. As soon as he touched you and he put something in you. A man came up. He said, I'm that man. He said, I went to town at dawn. He said, I was sitting in my car waiting for somebody. Then I saw this tall man. He said, the man came to me. He touched me. He said, as soon as he touched me, I became unconscious. He said, and something entered me. He said to me, after about an hour or so, I came to myself and I was still in the car. He said, I came to this meeting greatly troubled. Then I said, that man, that spirit that followed you, God has dealt with him. Now listen, anything that has been following your family, God will deal with it tonight. Every curse is broken. Every demon is dismissed. Every weapon is destroyed. In Jesus name. So, I want you to believe, look, whether I lay hands on you, I don't lay hands on you, I pray for you, I don't pray for you, even what as I am speaking. Miracles are happening. Leah, do you believe it? Lift up your two hands and pray that God will visit you tonight. Pray that God will visit you tonight. Pray that God will visit you tonight. Mighty God, I bless your name. Holy One, I worship you. You are God of Isaac. You are God of Isaac. Mighty God. Mighty God. I bless your name. Holy One. I worship you. You are God of Isaac. You are God of Isaac. Age to age. Come on, let's go. 
by yourself today we pray for your presence to be with us spirit of God I pray for your presence this is your meeting as usual just use me grant me grace to yield myself to you give me the soul of a winged child may I not exercise myself in great matters or things that are too high for me give me the tongue of the learned that I may know how to speak a wedding season to him that is weary tonight let this flesh be crucified on the cross with Christ as I live let it be by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me spirit of God I pray that you glorify and manifest the name of Jesus I pray for the release of angels I pray for the heavens to open Confirm your word with signs following. We pray for the gift of discernment and the gifts of the spirit. Grant us grace to receive from the spirit realm. Grant me boldness to declare the mysteries of the gospel. Open our eyes and open our ears that we may understand and receive. We wash ourselves with the blood of Jesus. We say have mercy on us. Our God. Spirit of God, you're welcome. This is your meaning. Let your will be done. Let your will be done. Let the glory of God fill this place everybody say amen. amen put your hands together you may be seated <laughs> hallelujah amen. look at your neighbor say your body be blessed I'm going to shift for I hope not for too long pray for some minutes and then we shall close and we'll be here tomorrow is that okay before I preach, I came with some books. Make sure you buy a book. Reading is very important. Reading. Very important. Why? Revelations 1 3 says, Blessed is he that readeth. Which means, if you read, you'll receive blessings. If you don't read, you receive the opposite of blessings. I don't want to mention the name. But. When you go to heaven, you will find out that God is reading. Revelation chapter 5 verse 1, John said, I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a beggar. No. He said, a book. So even in heaven, God is reading. And when you don't read in heaven, people weep. Revelation chapter 5 verse 4, John said, I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book. When you don't read, you weep. Because ignorance makes a man suffer. Then one of the elders said to me in verse 5, Weep not, the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed to open and to read the book. When you read, you are transformed into a lion. 
Only lions read. Some of you, you have never bought a book before. But today, for the first time in your life, you won't buy Brazilian hair. You will buy a book. This one is titled Rules of Engagement. It talks about prayer. Actually, it talks about working with God. Make sure you get a copy. You know, if you want to have a very powerful prayer life, it's based on relationship. Yeah, relationship. That's why a rich man does not leave his property to his workers. Leave them to his children. Because relationship is higher than hard work. So if you, want, if you really want to have a powerful prayer life, it's your relationship with God. When all the people were baptized, Luke 3, 21, it came to pass, Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heavens were opened. 22, the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. There came a voice from heaven which said, Thou, this is my beloved prayer warrior. Oh. Said, this is my beloved son. Their prayer warriors were praying, but the heavens didn't open. Do you know what Jesus, how God called the prayer warriors? He called them people. When all the people were being baptized. There's a difference between the people and the son. The priors were called the people. And the son is called the son. And the heavens opened over the son. This is a son who has not even fasted, nor preached, nor started a ministry. But God said, he pleases him more than anything else. Why? Because of the relationship with the father. So that relationship was higher than any service that the people were rendering. So the heavens opened over the sun. So let me tell you something. If you want to have a very powerful prayer life that God listens to, make sure you develop your relationship with God. Because you can go for all night every Friday. But if you have a poor relationship with God, when you pray, God will not listen. There's a difference between the people. And the son. Luke eleven thirteen says, If you being then evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Even the Holy Spirit is given to children, not pastors. Children. If you are a child of God, you are entitled to the Holy Spirit. So please. Don't be drinking Tota Pak. Do you know Tota Pak? Oh, Tota Pak is the, the, the alcohol in um, a sachet. What do you call it here? Squash. There is alcohol in uh, a sachet. When I was young, they used to produce it. Now, this I've, I've, not, I've not seen so many years. But when I was young, they used to call it Tota Pak. Alcohol in a small plastic sachet. So you put it in your pocket and you sip small. <laughs> Yesterday they say someone has bought 33 condoms. A shepherd who has bought 33 condoms. Maka Shatakabo Kabarianda. This one is Squatter's very powerful book. It talks about the fact that evil spirits can even be in buildings. So when I entered my hotel room, the first thing I said, I said, get up! To who? I was talking to the spirits. 
I said, clear out immediately. Because evil spirits can be in spaces. This one's real. It talks about familiar spirits. Familiar spirits look like the Holy Spirit. So you need extreme teaching and knowledge to identify them. Yeah, because even Paul found it difficult to identify familiar spirits. Acts 16, 16. It came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel or young girl possessed with the spirit of divination met us. Familiar spirits, they can divine. Divine means to have supernatural knowledge. It also means to predict the future. That's what it means. Who brought her masters much gain by suicide? The same followed Paul and us, and Christ saying, these men are servants of the most high God. We show unto us the way of salvation. This she did many days. The girl was carrying familiar spirits, but she was going for witnessing. They are very religious. They witness, they preach, they sing. So the familiar spirit swept Paul. But after many days, so this girl continued maybe six months. She's the one who introduces Paul when Paul is coming to preach. I want to introduce a very great man of God, brother Paul. He's coming to bless all of us. Everybody, clap for brother Paul. But the girl is deep on her. Paul never saw it. Now Paul wrote half the New Testament. You haven't written a tract. He didn't see it. That's why this book is important. I'm serious. This one is titled The Invitation. It's my latest book. I'll preach a few minutes from this book, The Invitation. I released it just here. Look at someone say The Invitation. How? You know, when we talk about when we talk about the call of God, the call of God, the call of God just means to be invited, an invitation. But there is something about invitations. Every invitation has a purpose. There is no invitation that has no purpose. So, for example, if you are invited to church, the purpose is church. If you are invited to a party, the purpose is a party. So when we say God has called us, all that we are saying is that God is inviting us. But the question is, inviting us to do what? One day, a pastor came to my house. This pastor started calling me on the phone from 4 a.m. By 6 a.m., he was in my house. I asked him, pastor, what's the problem? He said, I had a terrible visitation this night. I said, what a visitation? He said, pastor, with my own eyes, my classmate who died came to my bedroom. Saw him. And my classmate sent, said to me, I have been sent to come and call you. That's an invitation. So he said, I asked my classmate to go where? He said, to the cemetery. So this is an invitation, but to the cemetery. So the pastor asked the classmate, when? He said, now. So even the devil is inviting people to the cemetery. That was when he started calling me. By 6 a.m., he was in my house. He said, pastor. He himself is a pastor. But he said, prophet, I need prayers. 
I said, what prayer is that? He said, they are calling me. They are inviting me. I said, where? He said, the cemetery. I said, when? He said, now. Every evil invitation, I cast it in Jesus' name. So I laid hands and prayed with this pastor. I said, this invitation, we cast it. It shall not come to pass. You shall live, you shall not die. He's alive. So the devil invited somebody to the cemetery. So if God is calling you or inviting you, the question is, to where? Very important question. Now many people think that God, the call of God or the invitation of God, their purpose is to preach. No, it's not to preach. The reason for the call of God is not to preach. That's not the reason. At all. The preaching is a means to an end. It's not an end in itself. Also too, many people do not, some people don't understand that when we talk about the call or the invitation of God, there are several of them of which the call to the ministry is just one of them. There are several of them. So the question is, what is the purpose? Why is God calling us? In Romans chapter 8 verse 28, the Bible says, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God or are called or invited according to his purpose. The word purpose means plan. So he is saying that God has invited us to follow a plan. The question is, what plan is this? 29. Whom he did for know, for know means to know in advance. He also did predestinate. To predestinate means to arrange in advance. To be conformed to the image of his son. So he said, the purpose of the call of God is to look like Jesus or to be conformed to the image of his son. That is the reason why God calls us. The reason is not to preach. Preaching is a means to an end. It's like money. Money is a means to an end. That's why you can't get up in the morning and say, today I'm going to eat 100 rands as my breakfast. No. Because you can't eat 100, 100 rands. 100 rands helps you to buy the breakfast. But in itself, that is not the end. It's a means to an end. That is why God can even bless you when you don't have a lot of money. Because even if you buy a beautiful car, you see, the end is not the car. The end is the joy that you have from driving the car. But God can give you joy even when you are walking on your two legs. The answer is found in the creation of man. When God was creating human beings, he had a specific agenda in mind. In Genesis 1.26, he said, 
Let us make man in our image. He said, this is my reason. This is the reason why I'm making human beings. I am not trying to make a preacher. I am not trying to create an apostle. I'm not trying to create a prophet. I'm not trying to create an evangelist or a pastor or a teacher. I am trying to create somebody who looks just like me. And after our likeness, and let them have dominion. He said they must look like us. And when they look like us, they will have the power of God. The reason why God created man in his image, number one, was so that he could have fellowship with him. You cannot fellowship with people who don't look like you. That is why human beings don't fellowship with monkeys. Monkeys don't look like human beings. That is why lizards and rats don't live in the same place. Because they don't look like each other. That is why fishes don't move with lions. Because fishes don't look like lions. Lions walk with lions. Mosquitoes walk with mosquitoes. Uh, uh, Birds walk with birds. Fishes walk with fishes. Can two work together except they be agreed? So to fellowship with God, you must look like him. That's why God created man in his image for fellowship. So when he created Adam, he used to visit him. Genesis 3, it says, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said, where art thou? He said, I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. I like that part. When we get to heaven, we will see a walking voice. Have you seen a voice walking before? We will see things you have never seen before in heaven. God created Adam to fellowship with him. So he went to visit his friend. And when he went, his friend was running away. That's why in this world, politicians move together. Pastors move together. Poor people move together. Rich people move together. Recently, I was reading the magazine and I saw Bill Gates, the second richest man in the world. He was in Nigeria attending the wedding of the richest man in Africa, Aliko Dangote, the number five or so richest man in the world. He's a Nigerian. He was attending Dangote's daughter's wedding and he was sitting there. They were eating meat pie and drinking coke. Why did he not attend your wedding and your brother's wedding? Simple. Even billionaires, they walk together. Put your hands together for Jesus. Fellows. But when Adam sinned, he said, where are thou? 
He said, I heard that voice in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked, which means that something had been removed. If you are naked, it means something has been removed. What was the thing that has been removed? The image of God. That is why Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God or the image of God. Adam changed into something else. And God said, Adam, you know snakes don't walk with cats. I can't walk with you anymore. You have changed. We can't fellowship anymore. So he drove him out of the garden. Now from that day till now, the plan of God has been to restore man back to his original image. So that the fellowship will continue. That is why when we get to heaven, the Bible says in 1 John 3, 1, Beloved, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. It said, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. In other words, we will look like him. And everyone that has this hope in himself purifies himself, verse 3 says, even as he is pure. That is why in heaven, there are no apostles. There are no prophets. There are no evangelists. There are no pastors. There are no teachers. There are no churches. There are no bishops. There are no choristers. Why? Because when we get to heaven, by that time, everybody will have been changed back into the original image that God made. So all that we are doing is good. But it's a means to an end. It's not an end in itself. If you don't understand this, you can preach and not look like Jesus. You can sing and not look like Jesus. You can witness and not look like Jesus. You can sacrifice and not look like Jesus. You can pay tithes and not look like Jesus. Forgetting that all these things, they are means to an end. They are not an end in itself. It would be a pity to focus on the means and forget the end. will be a pity. But it seems to me that the church of God has focused so much on the means we've forgotten about the end. One day a certain church, we had a convention in the church. After the convention, a girl who came to the church for the first time, one of the ashes carried the girl to the pastor's office. Laid her on the pastor's table. And gave her some hot something. 
Meanwhile, this guy, a very hard-working usher in the church. He is doing the work of God all right. But he has forgotten the end. So, the call of God is a series of invitations. It's a series of them. With the purpose of transforming us back into the image of God as we receive and respond to the invitations. One day I went for a wedding. Someone invited me for a wedding. One wedding I received seven invitation cards. I checked the invitation cards out. One was for a cocktail before the wedding. One for dinner after the wedding. One was for the wedding itself. One was for some lunch. So many other things. But the one that I liked the most was one was for a photo shoot. May you have a wedding like that with seven invitation cards. And the wedding was over a week. And each day, there was something. But every invitation to the wedding was building up towards the main event. So every invitation or the call of God is building up to the main event. When Christ comes for his bride. So how does it start? The first invitation that you receive is called the invitation from eternity. That is an invitation that is extended to you even when you were not born. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9, the Bible says, He, that is God, who has saved us, first of all, and called us with a holy calling. The word holy means to dedicate yourself. So you have to dedicate yourself to the invitation. Not according to our works. Which means this invitation is not a plan that you have. It's a plan that God has. But according to his own purpose. Purpose means plan. And grace. Grace means the help of God. So anytime God gives you his plan. It comes with his grace. If you want to experience the grace of God. Find the plan of God. You don't even need to pray. Grace will find you. It's like jumping off a high building. You don't have to pray. Let me die. Your death is assured. Put your hands together for Jesus. It's attached to it. Then it says, it was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began. So here the Bible says, before the world began, before Adam even was created, God knew everybody in this world. Psalm 139 verse 22, the Bible says, in thy book, all my members were written. He said, even when I had no substance, you have a book, you recorded everything. Your name, 
your date of birth, your parents' date of birth, where you will be born, the circumstances under which you will be born. And God fashioned out a plan for every human life before the foundations of the world. Detailed plan. When I think about it, it's important. It's possible. Why? Because, you see, my children, before they were born, already had plans for them. My last daughter, my, 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 my last son, Joshua, before he was born, I went and registered him in a kindergarten. He doesn't exist, but his name is enrolled in, in a school already. Because that school, you couldn't get, uh, you couldn't get what, it, what you call it, admission. So you had to register early. So even before he was born, he was in school. He had a name. The house that he was going to live in had already been built. His room was ready. I knew his brothers and sisters. Whilst we were looking at the ultrasound and I saw him as a speck on the ultrasound, I knew his brothers and sisters. I knew the food he would be eating, the clothes he would be wearing, the school he would be attending, how he would grow up. I had plans for him, although he did not exist. That's why God said to Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. So you don't come to this world and God is scratching his head. This guy, what's his name? What are we going to do? Angels, what do you think? What can he do? There's nothing like that. Everything is detailed. Everything is planned. All you need to do is to respond to the invitation. Details. Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 49 verse 1. Listen, O ours. Hearken unto me, ye people from afar. Verse 2, he said, the Lord has called me from the womb. From the bowels of my mother has he made mention of me. Isaiah said, even before I came into this world, already God has a plan for me. Verse 3, he said, he has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand has he hid me. So when Isaiah was coming to town, it wasn't that now God was thinking, so this guy, what will he be doing? Already, look, he was a prophet already. Jeremiah, prophet already. Ordained prophet with a collar and a certificate. Meanwhile, he's in the womb. When it comes to what you do in the ministry, you are born with it. The Bible says, it was given to us. Second Timothy 1 9, in Christ Jesus before the world began. If you are a girl, Bishop Larry, as a baby, you are born with breasts. Yes. As a baby, the breasts are not there, but you are born with it. As you grow, it will appear. So what even you do in the ministry, as you grow spiritually, it will appear. 
So God has this plan. And he invites everybody who comes into this world that discover the plan. All we do is to discover the plan. Ghana found oil about 10 years ago. The oil has been there since creation. <laughs> we just discovered it. <laughs> Put your hands together for Jesus. We just discovered it. That oil was given to Ghana from the foundations of the earth. It has always been there. Our job is to discover the oil. May you discover your oil well. May you discover your anointing. May you discover your grace. May you discover your purpose. So we don't beg for our calling. We discover our calling. Discover. So this invitation is there already. It's a plan of every human life. That's why nobody's birth is a mistake. Maybe for your parents, it's a mistake. But for God, it's not a mistake. That's why even when my mother and my father forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Push your neighbor say you're not a mistake. I may not know my mother, but I'm not a mistake. I may not know my father, but I'm not a mistake. My father may not have raised me up, but God has a plan for me. So this plan is there. So you are invited to follow this plan when you are born. It is when you follow this plan that you discover why you came to this world. And as you follow the plan at the end of your life, you would have changed into the image of Christ. Then, invitation number two, you are born. That's the second invitation card. This invitation is in time when you are born. By this time, you are born and maybe you are not born again. And it is called the call to salvation. Or the invitation to be saved. So at this time, maybe you don't know Jesus in your area. You are the main man. This is how you walk. Chasing all the girls in the area. Drinking all the drinks in the area. Moving in the discos and dancing. 
Please stop. Otherwise, some people will go to the disco tonight. Stop. So at this point, you are busy leading your own life. Working with somebody's husband. Capture the girl you're not married to for three days in your bedroom. Leading your own life. Boko Haram. Ah. <laughs> the Chibok girls. Ask your neighbor, are you a Chibok girl? The Chibok girls were the girls that Boko Haram captured. <laughs> Calling yourself a Rastafarian. Ja Rastafari. Peace and love. Hail Salasia. Yes, Simon. But one day, you went to a church. You were following this girl, and the girl is in this church. So you went to the church. <laughs> You thought you were following the girl, but you know that God is following you. The girl is just the bait that girl is using to trap you. Then you heard a sermon, and the pastor said, Today, if you want to give your life to Jesus, lift your hand. On that day, you received your second invitation card. It's called the call to salvation. Proverbs 124, the Bible says, Because I have called and you have refused. I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. God is calling you. You had a dream. You were dead. You woke up. He said, hey, I have to serve God. God was calling you. Say, Peter, hey, come. You look like a thief. I want to change you into my image. In Galatians 1.15, Paul said, when it pleased God who called me from my mother's womb to reveal his son in me. That's why I said it always starts from eternity. So, you came and gave your life to Jesus. And you pray. You said, Lord, come and live in my You gave your life to Jesus. You used to bath once in three days. But after you gave your life to Jesus, you are bathing every day. You are turning into the image of Christ. 
You used to smell of whiskey. Now you are smelling of anointing oil. You are turning into the image of Christ. <laughs> you used to play only cool numbers in your room. Stuck on you. Got a feeling down deep in my soul. Girl, I just couldn't. But now you have changed all your miss music. You are playing. You are great. Yes, you are. Holy one. Walk upon the sea. Rest again. You reign in majesty. My God. Everything written about you is great. You know what is happening? You are changing into the image of Christ. Look at you, my neighbor. It may be small, but at least it's a change. All your money used to go to the beer factory said that they were making extensions to the factory but as your image is changing you're still spending on beer now here you are giving offering and paying tight it's called the call to salvation in first Timothy 6 12 Paul said Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called. He said, that's also an invitation. So you gave your life to Jesus. Then you received your next invitation card. Number three, the call to holiness. First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 1.1, Paul said, Paul, an apostle of Lord Jesus Christ, according to the will of God, and sustains our brother, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, to all that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. The word saints means to be holy. With all that in every place, call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both theirs and ours. Paul said, anyone who calls himself a Christian has been called to be a saint. You know, sometimes when you're writing an exam, there are core subjects. English and math. It doesn't matter if you score 100 in every other subject. If you fail English and math, you're not going anywhere. There are two core subjects in the call of God. They're called to be saved and they're called to be holy. They are core subjects. They are not electives. So Paul said, with all that in every place, India, China, South Africa, Botswana, Turkey, once you call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, he said, you have been invited to be a saint. 
is not optional. This is not an elective. The call to the ministry is an elective. It's not a core subject. Ephesians 4.11, he gave some. You may easily not be inside. He gave some to be apostles. Not everybody. So that one is an elective. Let me tell you something that will shock you. This call is more important than the call to the ministry. It's a core subject. Why am I saying that? Some people went to heaven and Jesus was standing at the gate. They were all men of God. In Matthew 7, 21, this is what Jesus said. They said, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not cast out devil in your name? Have we not done many wonderful works in your name? So which means that number one, they were prophets. Number two, were deliverance ministers. Number three, they had done wonderful works. They had built mega churches. Miracle workers. They had held huge crusades. Powerful singing ministry. Great concerts. Powerful auditoriums. Thousands were coming to their church. They have private jets. They had responded to the call to the ministry. But Jesus said, depart from me. I never knew you. Why? What made nonsense of all these things? He said, you workers of iniquity. They did not respond to the call to be a saint. Listen, in heaven, the call to be a saint is rated higher than the call to the ministry. Because at the gate, Jesus said, listen, you have done all these things. It's true. But the core subject, you didn't pass. It happened to Saul. He said, I have given up the sacrifices. I have done everything. Only a God I kept and a few healthy sheep. God said, all the sacrifices that you made have been made useless because the instruction I gave you, you didn't follow it. The things which are highly esteemed amongst men are our nation in the sight of God. And let me tell you something from where I sit. The church of God does not even know that there is a calling called the call to be a saint. And how much more to follow it. So you see people singing in the choir, preaching, witnessing. It's all good when it comes to holiness. Now, We are in grave danger. Grave danger. Because I told you. And what makes that one serious is that that is the image of God. That is the very thing that he's looking for. So Romans 12, 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, 
but be, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may know what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly but than he ought to think as God has given to every man a measure of faith. Listen, the charismatic church we are playing. All these games we are playing with sin, it distorts our image. And when your image is distorted, you won't have dominion. Because God said they will have our image and then they will have dominion. That's why you can't dominate poverty. You can't dominate demons. You can't dominate curses. You can't dominate problems because you don't look like Jesus. When South African man would like to give birth and the baby is a Chinese boy. You are a Zulu. Your wife is a Zulu. She gives birth. It's a Chinese boy. And the boy is saying, Nihau. Bishop Larry, God doesn't want to have babies who don't look like him. Ah! Listen, many people's understanding of the core is that you are doing God's work. Look, it's far bigger than that. And each one is as legitimate as doing God's work. Push your neighbor, say my neighbor. neighbor. Are you a saint? saint. Remember, Remember. you are called to be a saint. So if I'm owing you any money, forgive me because you are called to be a saint. (laughs) Number four. The fourth invitation card is the call to suffer. I'm yet to meet anybody, somebody that asks you, what is your calling? He said, I'm called to suffer. I've not met anybody like that. The only person I know is Paul. Paul said, Jesus, uh, Jesus said to Paul, I have called you for this purpose. He said, to suffer. What is your calling? I don't know. I think I'm an evangelist or a prophet or something. I'm saying something. (laughs) But suffering is a calling. Yes. As legitimate. God who said that shall not lie. If he was serious. Then when he said you are called to suffer, he's serious. First Peter 2 21. First Peter 2 21. It says, Even here unto were you also called. It said, in, in case you have forgotten. I want you to know that you, this one too is a calling. 
suffer for us. Living as videos that we might watch. Living as an example that we should walk in his footsteps. Who did no sin, neither was God found in his mouth. When he was reviled, reviled means to abuse with loud, abusive language. Reviled not again. When he suffered not, when he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. He said, you are also called to this world. Do you know why? Because if you cannot suffer, you can't be holy. That's why it says, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy. In other words, holiness entails sacrifice. And sacrifice entails suffering. Do you know why marriages are not nice? People are not responding to the call to suffer. That is why there are many marital problems. Because people don't see the suffering as part of the call. When they are sweeping the church, it's a call. When they are singing, Mighty God, worship you. You are God by yourself. You are God by yourself. That one they see that's a calling. But if their husband annoys them, and your husband calls you, you look at yourself, stupid man, stupid man, useless man. When you are angry, you don't provide money in the house. Nobody eats in the house. The children, the wife, even light bill, you won't pay because you are angry. You are turned into a domestic terrorist. your husband for money he doesn't give it to you in the night when he touches you hit his hand (laughs) because you are angry So you are using sex as a weapon to fight. Weapons of mass destruction. WMD. Mass destruction. When you are angry with your wife, you don't talk for three days. George. "Mm." George. George. Do you know why you are doing all that? You are not responding to the call to suffer. It is true that you are hurt. It is true that you are disappointed. It is true that you want to insult your wife. But because you have been called to suffer, when your wife calls you, George, you want to say stupid one, but you smile and say, hello, darling. That is the call. 
I think the singular reason for marital breakup is the inability to respond to the call to suffer. Doing things your own way. Once it's not your vision, you don't agree. You see, from the time I was born, it has always been my dream. That's how you want to come and spoil my dreams. That was when you were alone. Now we are not alone. We are two. If you want to follow that line, go back to when you were born. Call to suffer. Can't give up your dreams. Can't give up money. Can't give up time. Can't inconvenience yourself. Can't help anybody. Won't go the extra mile. Can't forgive. Always angry. Bitter. Never forget. You're a historian. You remember everything. I remember three years ago in front of my mother's house, exactly three o'clock, you said the same thing. Listen, this calling to suffer, it is more difficult than witnessing. It is easy to witness to a stranger you don't know. Hey, Bob, how are you? Jesus loves you, eh? (laughs) But your own husband, you can't say, Robert, Jesus loves you and I love you. I met a man. He said, my wife has not slept with me for three years. He's a Christian man. He said, but I have remained faithful to my wife. And I said to him, you have done well than even all my preaching. Because give this to any preacher, you won't survive. (laughs) You won't survive. I said, you have done well. This is a real test of Christian character. Yes. Number five, call to be blessed. Tell somebody, call to blessed. Isaiah 51 verse 2, look to Abraham your father and Sarah that boy you, I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. When God calls you, he calls you to bless you. There's nobody in the Bible that God called and cursed. When he called Abraham, he said, I'll bless you. I'll make your name great and you shall be a blessing. Isaac, blessed. Abraham, blessed. Jacob, blessed. Peter, blessed. James, blessed. There is nobody that God called. Solomon, blessed. Daniel, blessed. Joseph, blessed. Blessed. May you be blessed. May you have plenty money. May you spend without thinking. 
you go to a restaurant, you have to check the prices before you order. We cancel that thing in Jesus' name. From today, you won't read anything. When you finish eating, you say, what's the bill? Listen, the thing called debt, you won't owe anybody. May people owe you. Job said, when the young men saw me, they hid themselves. I used to wonder, Pastor Daniel, why were they hiding? I think they were owing him. Yes, why are they hiding? Yes, I think they will owe him. The Lord will open unto thee his good treasure. The 28 verse 12 says, The heaven to give rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of your hands. And thou shalt lend, and you shall not borrow. The blessing is lending. May people owe you. Yeah. One day I met a man. He said, people are owing me. They are not paying. I said, you are blessed. Because if everybody pays, then it's not good because you are not a lender. Call to be blessed. May God bless you with a good marriage. With a loving husband, a loving wife, loving children, a happy home. One day there was a certain fine gentleman. He has money, he has everything, he has a house, he has everything. I'm married. And I said to him, there are many young people in the church who would like to marry. He said, I don't like all the young people. I said, who do you like? She said, there's a lady already with children. That's the one I like. He married a lady. So sometimes we walk in and say, man, I don't mind. The way I have children, I think my time is past. <laughs> there is a plan on your life. Even with seven children, somebody will marry you. Somebody give the Lord a shout. I proclaim marriage in this church. I prophesy marriage in this church. Once there was a lady. The woman was about 52 years old. Never married before. She came and saw me. She came to see me. She said to me, Pastor, I'm 50 something. I don't have a husband. Never been married before. I said, don't worry. When God said, I will bless you with Marriage, he didn't attach age to it. Oh, wow. 
So we prayed. The following year, she got married to a multi-millionaire. Good man, good Christian, multi-millionaire. Number six, we close, we closing. Call to the ministry. Ephesians 4:11. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers. For what reason? For the perfecting of the saints. Perfecting means maturing of the saints. For them to do what? For the work of the ministry. So, and the question is, what work is that? For the edifying. Edifying means building. So the work is we are building. What are we building? Are we building an aircraft carrier? Are we building a house? What are we building? The body of Christ. So listen. We are not just building anybody. We are not building your father's body. We are building the body and the image of a particular person. So the cult ministry is to build an image. What image is that? The image of Christ. So the work itself is not the purpose. The purpose is what we are building. Why? Because I told you at the beginning, God created man so that he will have his own image. Till we all come, everybody. So everybody is supposed to look like this image. So in the work of the ministry, we are assisting God to build this body. So as we are witnessing, we are preaching, we are having basentes, we are having branches. The idea is that we are building an image. This church building is good, but that's not the main reason. That's why we are what we are building. We are building an image. So it would be a pity if we have many church members, but they don't look like Jesus. In the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of Man unto a perfect man. So we are building a certain man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. We are building a man. We are building an image. That image is Christ. The aim is not the work. The aim is what we are building. Ask your neighbor, who do you look like? Because you can stop at the work of the ministry forgetting that what you are building is an image. Fifteen says, speaking the truth in love we may grow up into him in all things. So as we are developing, we are supposed to look like Jesus. In our homes, may we look like Jesus. You can be a good singer, but at home you look like a witch. If you do that, 
you have missed the purpose. You may be a good preacher, but at home, you are like the devil himself. If you do that, you have missed the purpose. The aim is not the preaching. The preaching is to help to build the image. That's why at home, be like Jesus. In character, in speech, in conduct. Let the people in your house testify that you are a Christian. The virtuous woman, her husband, praises her. In church, all of us can look religious. The real test is at home. I close with this one, number seven, the call to glory. The call to glory. That's when you die and God calls you home. That's why sometimes on funeral invitations and posters you see the call to glory. It's at this point that you are changed 100% into the image of Christ. From salvation to being a saint to suffering to blessing, you are changing. You are looking like Jesus. Each step of the way. Each step of the way. Each step of the way. Each step of the way, you are changing. By the time you take the last step to eternity, you have changed 100% into the image of Christ. Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 12 says that you walk worthy of God who has called us unto his kingdom and glory. This corruptible must put on incorruption. This mortal shall put on immortality. Paul said it is sown in corruption. It is raised in glory. In corruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in honor. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. We change. Then we enter heaven 100% just like him. Then the father comes to meet us and greet us. He says, Father, this is the, he says, this is the parable of the Lord's son. I've been waiting for you all these years. When Adam sinned in the garden, I went into the trouble of the law of Moses and the blood and the covenant and Jesus. All these things I did to bring back man to my image. Then we shall be like him. Then the fellowship continues. And the reason why God created man is restored once Look at your neighbor, say my neighbor. neighbor. If you don't look like Jesus, there is something wrong. Because some of us, you look like your mother. Your mother has a very bad temper and you have the same temper. 
Your father was a wild womanizer and you are also a very wild womanizer. You are not looking like Jesus. You are looking like your father. Put your hands together, stand to your feet. I want you to pray for yourself. I want you to repent. And I want you to pray and ask God to help you. That wherever you are, you will reflect the image of Christ. Lift up your two hands and pray for yourself. Wherever you are. Wherever you are, you want to manifest his image. At home. At work. In secret. In the open. You want to pray. Pray for yourself. Some of us have to repent. The way you are treating your children, the way you are treating your spouse, the way you are treating your father, the way you are treating your wife, that's not the image of Christ. Remember that when we come to church, it's just a means to an end. It's not an end in itself. Singing is good. The preaching is good. But it's just a means. If we become so focused on the means, we forget the end. It will be pitiful. Yes. 
said they are my people precious to me and he said to me I am bringing an anointing on this house and I said what would that anointing do he said it will empower them to change into my image there is anointing an anointing about to descend in this room is the power of God God is about to send his power to assist everybody with grace and help. It has started. It has started. It has started. It has started. Ashes, bring the people to me. Lift up your two hands. Wherever you are, close your eyes and receive your portion. A great anointing is in this room. To transform you. Transform. Into another person. That person is the image of Christ. It's a great anointing. Bring them. The power of God is flowing. 
bring them. I see chains on somebody's hand. I see somebody break the chains. And I hear a voice say, the yoke is broken. Whatever thing is keeping you from turning into his image, I break the power of that thing. Come and loose. Mm. I see oil being poured on somebody right now. On the oil is written faith. Faith. The Lord says is the gift and the power of faith. And he said by that gift you will follow him and do his will. Seven people are receiving this oil of faith. I see seven people. Touch. Bring this one. Touch. Tisataka Bariandas. Romarianda Barianda Bariandas. Hold on. An angel of God has just walked into this room. He's holding something like fire. He has started distributing the fire. This angel. I asked God, what is this fire? He said, it's the anointing. It's the fire of God. I see this angel distributing the fire. Receive your portion. Receive your portion. Tatataka Barianda. Fire. I see somebody has been given a sword. A sword. The Lord tells me is the word of God. From today, you are about to understand the Bible. That sword is the spirit of revelation. The spirit of revelation. Receive the golden sword. Touch. Mm. The people at the very back lift up your two hands. The last three rows from the back 
Lift up your two hands. All those at the back, at the very back, the last three rows, lift up your two hands. Michael, show them where it is. Whatever I say, show them where it is. Lift up your two hands. And join your hands. Hold hands. Hold hands. I see something like the wave of the sea. It's the power of God. That wave is coming into this room. Those at the very back. Because the wave is coming from the back, it will hit from the back first. Receive! Hold hands and receive. The power of God is traveling through your hands. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Be seated for a few minutes. Thank you. Thank you. There is somebody at the very back sitting in the middle here, this room. Sometimes you have been hearing voices. These voices, they will be insulting God as if insults in your mind. Lift your right hand, let me see you. You are the one. This is a prophetic word. This man is sitting at the very back, the last. The Holy Ghost said to me, he's sitting there calling. Bring this lady. Lift your two hands. Stand here. Stand down. Lift your two hands. I anoint your ears spiritually with the blood of Jesus. From today, I block your ear from any satanic voice. May you hear only the voice of the spirit. I lose every bondage of the enemy. Amen. You see, I saw a key. A key. And the Holy Ghost said to me, the doors are locked in this girl's life. Give her the key and open the doors. That there will be progress on every side. Spiritually, physically, financially, there will be progress. Said so the doors are locked. 
Say, give her the key. Father, this golden key that I saw suspended, given to this lady. Grant her the key. Amen. There is somebody sitting around room number seven or eight, right here. Michael, show them room number seven or eight. Sometimes you have this dream where it's like you are locked in something. Locked. And you want to come out, but you can't. Come. Come and stand here. I saw somebody locked, like in a box, moving around, trying to come out, but a person can't come out. Those things that I saw, you see, the devil can hem you in. Spiritually, he has built something around you. You can't move. That's why Genesis 49 verse 2, it says, Joseph is a fruitful bough whose branches will run over the walls. So there can be limitations. Ha! It's happening. I see like drops of oil from the sky. A drop. It's falling like raindrops on you. As those drops are falling, the walls are breaking. They are dissolving. Mm. Receive. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You were good all by yourself. You are God all by yourself. If you work in the airport, come to me. The airport. Your work involves planes. Come to me. Whatever work it is but it has a connection to planes. Come to me. It's a job, but it involves planes. Come to me. Who is that? I just saw somebody around the plane. I just saw somebody like that. If you are that person, don't be afraid of. Rise up and come. Sometimes in meetings, I will say something, the person is afraid. And will sit down. It happens to me all the time. Sometimes when we close, the person will come and say, Pastor, it's me, but I was afraid. There is nothing to be afraid of. 
Only good things can happen in the church of God. Thank you. Who is that? Something to do with planes. When you come, I'll tell you the rest. I think the person is in this column once again. There is something happening in this column. Jesus. Mighty God, we bless Holy One, I worship you. You are God of ourselves. You are God of ourselves. These ones, I think you can help them to their seed. Mighty God. I bless your name.
are here and you are struggling with some issues, it prevents you from following God. The thing has been there and it disturbs you. Come to the front. I want to pray with you. We are talking about the image of Christ. In the image of Christ, something can disturb you. Mm. I see somebody in the hole. And in this hole, you are trying to come out of the hole, but if you try to come out, you just fall back into the hole. What I am seeing is somebody's dream. You had a dream like that, maybe twice, thrice. You find yourself in this hole. You are trying to come out, but then you fall back. Who is that person? Lift your hand. Let me see you. You are the one. Come and stand here. I saw it like a movie playing. That was the thing I saw. And then the Lord said to me, somebody will come like that. And after, pray for everybody else. Come and stand here, my sister. That hole that you find yourself in is your Christian life. That pit that you find yourself in is evil spirits. Preventing you. Mm. Kai. Something like electricity is passing through you right now. Mm. That's the power of God. That's the anointing. That's the anointing. That's the anointing. That's the anointing. That said the spirit of God. From today. A new life is born. A new life is born. The mighty hand of God has located you. And God has lifted you up. Not only lifted you spiritually, but lifted you in every area of your life. Thus saith the spirit of the living God. If you are here, you cannot hear properly in one ear. Lift your hand, let me see. You come. You too, you can't hear properly in one ear. You too can't hear properly in one ear. Who else is coming? Let them come. Moshatako Bashataka Buriana. Who is coming? Is there anybody here who was born on the 23rd? What about March? What about the second? I am seeing some numbers. I saw 23. 
Who is 23 years old? Is anybody here was born on 23rd? 23rd. You were born on 23rd. Come. I saw the word 23 in the air. And the Lord said to me, somebody was born on the 23rd. Pray for that person. I see fruits. A lot of fruits. As what is this? He said, these are spiritual fruit. The fruit of the spirit. By the laying on of my hands, I pray that you are about to bear fruits, spiritual fruits. Thank you. Pastor Jenny also born on 23rd. It was this woman, because she was standing in front here. But I will add you, Father, have mercy on this man. Let him bring forth fruit spiritually. Plenty fruit. Plenty fruit. If you are here, you had a family member was beaten by a dog and the person died. Lift your hand, let me see. A family member was beaten by a dog and after the person passed away. You are here like that. Lift your hand, let me see. Is anybody here like that? Oh, Jesus. Who is that? Who is the one crying? Bring that person to me. Hold on, let me ask you a question. Are you the one or you are just crying? Look at me. Where is Pastor Michael? Come and interview this woman to me. Whether she's the one I'm looking for. Why are the people putting here properly? Lift your hand. Four of you come. Lift up your two hands. Korianda Bushanda Basataka Buharianda Bukobariandas. Romarianda Bukabarianda Bushurkobarianda Busotokomariadas. Yesi Tana Karianda Busotokomaharianda. Bring this one. Moka Santa Karianda. Come on out. Come on out. Come on loose. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Lucy, let it go. Lift it up for me. Lucy, let it go. 
Lucy, let it go. Come on, Luce. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Thank you. Show Karyanda Bushana Basataka Buharganda Bukoriganda Busiri Begarians. Romariganda Bushanda Bosana Baharganda Bosotokoma Kambariendis. Remariganda Bushonuma Karyanda Bosada Bakariandas. Rambariganda Bushande Batakabu Hariganda Bukabadis. I thank God for the anointing on your life. I thank God for the anointing on your life. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. 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 The rest of you lift up your two hands. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for these ones. Every stumbling block, every satanic force, every weakness, every demon, every weapon, every curse that fights them, prevents them from following you. Today, in Jesus' name, I break the power of that thing. I rebuke every satanic power. Loose the people of God now. Let them go. I break every chain. Loose them. Let them go. I rebuke demonic creatures. Leave in Jesus name. The anointing is here. Receive it. I see like a fire in front of the stage. A fire. The Lord tells me it's a purifying fire. It's a purifying fire. Mm. Somebody is just about to scream. Somebody is just about to behave as if somebody has poured fire on you. Somebody is about to shout. Receive! I hear some people weeping. Lift up your two hands. I hear some people weeping. Mm. God is touching your spirit. 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 I hear some people weeping. I hear some people laughing. God is touching your spirit. Receive it. Receive it. Father, I give you praise. I give you glory. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Put your hands together, take your seat. Mighty God, I was your name, Holy One. I worship you. You are God of Isaac. 
Try and give two hundred dollars. How much is two hundred dollars? Two thousand eight. Eight hundred rands. Three thousand rands. It's a blessing to give to God. Why? Because you know, giving provokes the power of God. Giving. One day I was doing fundraising, Bishop Hilary, I gave her some envelopes. Some girl came, she took an envelope. Later she wrote to me. She said, I was born with a certain disease. The girl was about 30 something years old. He said, by the time I arrived home, that thing that I was born with, that deformity, it had vanished. Wow. Tells you what God can do. So giving, it releases the power of that's why when Solomon gave to the Lord, God gave him the, made him the richest man in the world. Giving always provokes the power of God. Prayer provokes it. Fasting provokes it. Giving also provokes it. So today, I want to take a special offering for tomorrow. Maybe you have never even given $200 to the, to the Lord before. That's about 3,000 rounds, $200. Rise up and come. Tomorrow you bring it. Please come. In the morning or in the evening, it's acceptable. Come. Come and stand here. Let me have about 20 people. 25 will be good. Want to say, Pastor? Tomorrow. Rise up and come. One, two, three, four, five. I need 25 people tomorrow. Somebody said, I want to be anointed. Let me tell you something. Giving provokes the anointing. Even to be anointed, giving, it makes you anointed. That's the power of giving. 25 people, I'm very far. I'm on number six right now. I'm waiting for you. 25 people I'm looking for. One say, Pastor, I have never given $200 before. Or I gave the other time. But today, I want to give. And when a prophet comes to town and is praying, take it very seriously. Because it's not every time that he comes to town. There are certain demons. His prophets will deal with them. That's why the gods of Egypt, God sent the prophet Moses. The first prophets of Baal, God sent the prophet Elijah. The madman of Gadara, the demons, God sent the prophet Jesus. There are certain problems, demons, 
It takes prophets to drive them away. Rise up and come. I have one, two, three, four, five, six. Who else is coming? Tomorrow morning or evening. Seven. Rise up and come. You want to say, Pastor? Maybe you've never given such a seed before. But try it. Some people have never tried God before with their money. They've tried everything. Lottery, they've tried everything. But not God. It's a good opportunity to test your faith. To say, God, I want to test this thing. I have not done anything like that before, but I want to test it. Rise up and come. Mighty God, I bless your name. Holy one, I worship you. You are God by yourself. You are God by She said to me, say, Pastor, do you know what happened? When I went to home that night, I had a dream. So it was a dream. He said, in the dream, an angel was standing by you. And anybody you give the, angel, the envelope to, the angel will ask the person, what do you want? He said, I was not married. So I asked the angel. I told the angel, I want to be married. He said, when I said that, I didn't have anybody in my life. He said, after that dream, within three months, I met somebody. We had courted. We had an engagement, and we had married within three months. From zero. She said, I had that dream. There was an angel standing by you. The angel will ask, what do you want? He said, it came alive. I'm waiting for you. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, eight is two. Is it eight? Eight is not in the Bible, but 12 in the Bible. There were 12, there were 12 disciples, not eight. At least, let's get to 12. Can I have four more people? You want to say, Pastor, I want to sow $200 or 3,000 rounds tomorrow. Either in the morning or in the evening, or even today. Whenever you can do it, rise up and come. I believe there must be at least four more people for us to get to 12. 12 is a good number. Rise up and come. Even as a man of God, I still give. I went somewhere some months back. They were doing fundraising. They said $5,000. I went. I gave $5,000. Recently, I went somewhere too. They said they were doing fundraising. $1,000. I said, I'm going to give. I give it to them. We don't give because we have money. We give because we sacrifice. 
Otherwise, like billionaires will be paying tight and giving offering. But they don't give offering under the day pay tight. Who else is coming? Four more people. You want to say, Pastor? I want to sow into this anointing. This anointing you carry, I want to sow into it. Rise up and come. Four more people. 200 or 300. Who else is coming? Now I'm left with three more people. Where are they? Rise up and come. You are God all by yourself. Oh, you are God all by yourself. That is brown in your life, may it be green. Now I want to take the go to the next level. Hundred dollars before I pray. Hundred dollars is how much? Thousand four or thousand five? Thereabouts. Rise up and come. Hundred dollars tomorrow morning or in the evening. Please rise up and come. Tomorrow morning or in the evening. Come quickly. May I have twelve people for this one too? Two. What is number number? I need ten more people. Hundred dollars. I mean, you think about it. You are giving hundred dollars to God. It's not too much, but it's an expression of your love for God to help in the building of God's church. Three. God bless you, my brother. Who else is coming? Hundred dollars. Rise up and come. Hundred. I need nine more. I'm far from 12. Nine more. One, two, three, four, five, six. Hundred dollars. I want to say, Pastor, I want to help to be a blessing. Rise up, Lenka. I have three. Let me have nine more. Hundred dollars. Thousand four or thousand five. Whichever one works. Who is coming? Hundred dollars. God bless you. God bless you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. 
May the Lord give you peace. When they asked God, why do you want us to give? He said, to prove that you believe what you say you believe. $100, where are you? Who is coming for 100 Rise up and come. Bless you. Fifty dollars is how much? Seven fifty or seven hundred. Rise up and come. Fifty dollars. Rise up and come. Seven hundred runs. Rise up and come. God bless you. This envelope must finish in my hand at fifty. Just left with three more. Four. At 50, it must finish. You have never given 700 rands before to Jesus. Oh. God bless you. I have personally given a house as an offering to God before. A house. Not even money. A house. A real house. Personally. And I've seen the mighty hand of God. Personal. Not even money. A house. So I know what I'm talking about. 50. Who else is coming? Ah, who else is coming? Tomorrow, tomorrow next. I said tomorrow morning or tomorrow evening. 50. Who is coming again? I think I've got two envelopes in my hand for 50. I, it's for somebody. The person should come for it so that I can move on. Two more. $50 or 700 rands. Bishop, is it 700? Yeah, 700. Who is coming for the 700? 50 or 700? Is that for the last one? Who else is coming? Who is the last person? One last envelope for 50 or 700. The last one, I'm holding the last one. Somebody say, Pastor, I am the last one. I want to give. Who is that? God bless you. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for your children. This rain that I saw, may we be planted by rivers of water. Everything that is brown in our lives, may it turn green. Let the rain of the Spirit fall upon us. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody say amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Put your hands together for them. Look, tomorrow, everybody has to give something. 500 rands, please come for my envelope. You can't do seven, but you can do 500. Please come for my envelope. Tomorrow. You can't do seven, but you can do 500. Come for my envelope for tomorrow. All this is tomorrow morning or tomorrow evening. Mighty God. Bless you. Holy one. Who is coming again?
200 rands should come from my envelope. Everybody must give something to me. 200. Special offer. Join them for tomorrow. And then once you join them for tomorrow. Everybody has to give something tomorrow. 50 rands. This one, I'm expecting the whole church. For tomorrow. 50 rands. Rise up and come for my envelope. Tell your neighbor, the pastor is expecting you. 50 rands. Rise up and come. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, please come for my envelope. Give me the envelope. Please come. Fifty rounds. 
50 runs. Father, give your people something they've never seen in their lives before. Let something appear in their lives that they have never seen before. Bless them with something that does not exist in their family, nor in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. My brother, are you coming? You may be, you may be seated. Now, I'm not going to mention any figure. But tomorrow, whatever figure God puts on your heart, maybe it will be 10,000. Maybe it will be 25. I don't know. But you are sitting here, you don't have an envelope. Whatever figure that God will put on your heart, tomorrow, put it in this envelope and come and we shall pray again. Rise up and come. I want everybody to be blessed. Rise up and come. You want to plant a seed. In the realm of the spirit, money is a seed. The Holy Ghost said to me, the blessings you are enjoying today is because of some offerings you sowed yesterday. May you enjoy a harvest. Whatever thing God puts on your heart. Tomorrow. Enjoy a divine harvest. You can give one to somebody if... Enjoy a divine harvest. If you receive the envelope, you can sit down so that those who don't have, I can see them. Enjoy a divine harvest. Enjoy a divine harvest. Whatever amount the Lord lays on your heart tomorrow, pray about it. Either in the morning or in the evening. A divine harvest. We are about to close with the next five minutes. With the next five minutes, I'm done.
I've been sharing envelopes, now I'm taking an offering. So far, I've been sharing a lot of papers, but now I'll take an offering. Take out a very good offering this evening. Lift up your offering wherever you are. Make sure it's a very good offering. Somebody take 100 rands, 50 rands, 200. Take an offering that's not a normal offering. Normally, you give one rand. But this is a convention. You are truly a prophet. This is a convention. So in this convention, we, we no, 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 do something better. Unless that is all that you have. 50, 100, 200, all over this place. Lift your offering up. Those at the back, I don't see any hands. Those on this row, I don't know whether Pastor Daniel has seen that when you sit here, you don't give offering in this place. Pastor Daniel, is that what you said? I don't see hands in that area. Some people lift their hand and they have oxygen in their hands. Just remember that whatever you sow, you will reap. Hosea is seven. They have sown the wind, they will reap the whirlwind. So even if it is oxygen, you reap. Lift your offering, let's pray. Father, as we give this offering, bless us with the things that money can buy. Love, joy, peace, happiness, mercy, favor, good sleep. Let it be our portion. In Jesus' name, amen. I just quickly take the offering. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great, your love was greater. What could separate us now? What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name.
as you pray. Every eye closed. If you are here, you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, today I repent of my sins. Please forgive me. Come and live in my heart. I believe that you died for me. Be the Lord and Master of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for coming into my heart. Amen. Every eye is closed. If you give your life to Jesus, lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. You gave you your life to Jesus and pray this prayer with me. Lift your right hand. I want to pray with you. Maybe someone invited you. God bless you. I see your hand. God bless you. I see your hand. Keep your hand up. You want to give your life to Jesus. You pray this prayer with me. Now, if you lifted up your hand, I want you to walk to me right now. Come to me. You lifted up your hand. I want you to come to me. Come to me. established in you in Jesus name. Amen. Now who's going to go with him? Our sister is going to go with you. When we close, after we close, I'll come back to the stage. If you buy any book, I'll autograph it for you. I'll be right here. Let's welcome Bishop Larry. Thank you.